Turn it on, dead man. and welcome to a show coming at you from Vancouver, British Columbia. That's right, we've been Canadians the whole time. We haven't told you. Ha! It was a trap the whole time with our Canadian ways, uh, luring you into uh, the world of uh, bagged milk and spelling things with a U. Yeah, so there. Anyway, you're too deep now. Can't turn back. Uh, Sneaky Dragon, I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And this is episode... 296. Oh, that's too many episodes. That's too much. <laughs> Do you think it's too many or it's just too the right amount? Too much of a good thing. Just the right amount of episodes. Are we throwing in all the completely Beatles? Are we throwing in all the Totally yeah, Tintin? Are we throwing in all the Simply Shakespeare where we did all of our Shakespeare things? <laughs> that was a that was probably our best podcast that we ever did, actually, the Simply Shakespeare. We, we really had that uh, horrible argument about to be or not to be. I was well, the not to be, you were you, to be. I am always to be. I am a definite, I'm a life affirmer. Mm-hmm. Life affirmer, but um, and yet, if he had killed himself at that point, how many more people would have survived? I, I'm repeating my old argument from the episode, mm-hmm. uh, but like you know, he didn't because uh, he didn't. Uh, sorry, spoilers on Hamlet, mm-hmm. uh, because he uh, didn't uh, did decide to keep living. Yeah, uh, everyone dies, but including himself. Here's so th- no lives are saved. Here's the thing, though. I don't think that the blame for it necessarily rests on Hamlet. Whether he acted or not, the evil that was done was done before him. So you think like if Hamlet, uh, no matter what Hamlet would have done, it would have all been toxic and poisoned the family? Yeah, I think it already was a toxic situation. I mean, Claudius's behavior, I mean, you know, as soon as you decide you're going to pour lead into someone's ear, yeah, you have created, you know, a, ne- a negative situation. There's going to be all kinds of, you know, bad outcome from this, you know. Well, in the original version, uh, again, it, I'm repeating a lot of stuff we did in our Simply mm-hmm. Shakespeare podcast. Yeah. Uh, originally, he poured tin into his ear, so he just could not uh, really hear sounds he well couldn't carry, music. Couldn't, he could no longer carry a song. Car- couldn't carry a song. He couldn't carry no. a tune anymore, yeah. And it, yeah. Was, it was like, hey, nani, nani, and he was he was such a wonderful singer. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone, like the king. Let me yes. tell you something about the king. The king. When he, was, uh, when he was a young man, mm-hmm. they said he was the new prince. Oh, is that right? That's right. And, uh, you know, of course, that popular song, Hey Nani Nani, yeah. was the top of the charts of that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, and we also had that argument of, like, was it a dagger he saw before him? And you were all, spoon! It was a spoon! <laughs> it was not! You yeah, were totally with that old fan theory that it was a spoon. <laughs> and it's like, uh, we had to settle on yes. spork. Yes. But I don't, I don't think anyone That's was right. ever really happy think, with how that went I think, down. you know, and you sometimes have to compromise. Right. And uh, that was a hard episode to do, just because we could not say the name of the play the whole episode. I don't know if people really understood what we were talking about right. the whole time. Right, and then time. we did uh, All's Well That Ends Well, and that episode ended like shit, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> For you. Yeah. But you were sick that week. Yeah. But we did have that merchandise, mm-hmm. which was all of our sonnet bonnets. And we had these uh, the, yeah. these hats all based mm-hmm. on Shakespeare's famous That's right. sonnets. We said, this is going to be a stanza bonanza. Yeah. And uh, we had the sonnet bonnets, and yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of in in marketing on that in that in those shows. In I, that they're all still in the office right yeah. now, and they really didn't sell. We at had all. our iambic pentameter meter sticks that uh, we uh, yeah we had to uh, well we still have a lot of those. <laughs> in fact, we have all of them. Yeah, none of them sold. I we couldn't even give any away. It was weird. Something something blank verse? Huh? Anything? Nothing. <laughs> 
pros and cons. Are we anything? Nothing at all? Trying to, Fair enough. Trying to come up with something there. Dave, uh, yeah. let me tell you why I'm nervous right now. I'm nervous. Uh, not because we're doing two shows in one day in this incredibly hot office. Yes. Uh, and so, by the way, we're not up to date on anything that's happened in the last week. Yes. If what we say is in bad taste. You put a, you put a thought on my, my, my mind, and you just keep talking, and I'm, okay. going, to, I'm going to look something up. All right. Cool. Are you looking up uh, who that ambulance is for outside? Yes, I am. I'm checking okay. a... Uh, I had a, uh, a benign thing removed from my body uh, about a week and a half ago. Oh, really? A little, uh, little growth. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, but, but it was, was benign. It was benign. Uh, and, uh, but it was, uh, it was just a thing where you go, hey, that shouldn't be there. Mm. Uh, sizable. So, uh, so it got removed. It's a sizable thing. And now uh, I've had stitches for, since then. And tomorrow I'm getting stitches out. And as an adult, I have never gotten stitches out before. And so I'm a little bit uh, nervous about that. And uh, everyone that I talk to goes, ah, it's fine. And that's the first thing they say. Yes. And then they keep talking. And they go, <laughs> it's just like, uh, it's like a, it just is like a little tugging sensation. It's like, oh, well, that sounds fine. Well, it's more of a stinging sensation. It's more like just a series of bee stings. Mm. It's more just like being sliced. It's just like everything gets negative. Like, just stop at this point. You know, all the descriptions sound uh, sound uh, chilling. So I went actually earlier this week to the doctor because I was supposed to get them out after 10 days. And I went to the doctor and he went, yeah, we should probably wait like another three days. I don't know what happens in three days that makes all the difference. But he went, because yeah. you don't want this just opening up. I went, no, I don't. Why are we just waiting three days on that? So, uh, so yeah, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit nervous about that going on uh, tomorrow. Hmm. Well, nothing to say about that. That's fine. Well, have you had stitches removed? No, I never have. Oh, I guess I did. Yeah, I had stitches removed from my from my laparotomy. Right. Or is that no my archaeotomy? Sorry, my archaeotomy. My lap my laparotomy, so called, uh, was uh, staples. That's when I was cut from stem to stern, from sternum to belly button. Okay. Well, yours was a bit worse than mine. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not. It wasn't really benign. Nope. Actually, it was malicious. Okay. So I had a malevolent. You know what? Be- you, being inside you win, me. okay? I'm not You've tr- turned this into a contest, <laughs> and uh, clearly, you I was know, just, your you competitive asked me. nature has come yes, up. Yes, they're very competitive and as well. And again, though. you have pulled the cancer card out, you are... and you have won the argument again, as you do every week. You did this last week when we were talking about Twin Peaks, yep. and it was like a discussion, and I went like, oh, do you think the character Bobby Briggs might also be the character of uh, of Killer Bob? And you went, I had cancer. I was like, fuck! <laughs> well, there's nothing I can... <laughs> You win that it's one a too. Common, it's a common, it's a common little card I like to throw out there every once in a while, just to, you know, it's basically what I like to call a conversation killer. You know, yeah, cancer. It is not benign to the conversation. It is not. It is not it's very malignant when it comes to conversations. <laughs> to just say, you know what? I want to have cancer. Blah blah blah. So did it hurt to get the staples out? No. Good. No. This is what everyone's. It's not going to hurt you to get your stitches out either. This is what people say. They go, like, yeah. "Oh, it's not. It's just a tugging, stinging." Mm. It's, not, it's not even. I wouldn't say stinging. I'd say. And how long have you had them? How long have you had them? Uh, I guess now for fourteen days it'll be. Oh, okay. I was just wondering why they didn't use the kind that dissolve. D- dissolve, but yeah. probably because it's fourteen days. I think they they don't last that long, so they probably weren't uh, going to use those. But yeah. I mean, the worst part of it, I think, is if your skin has kind of attached itself a little bit to the to the stitches. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, kind of wants to like make wants to incorporate things into itself. That's what your okay. body likes to do. It's like you are the thing, and you're just going to incorporate. But uh, other than that, it's a laugh in the park. Yeah, it's one. I, I, it's, it's not just a walk in the park. It's a laugh in the park. There you go, and it's in, it's under my arm, so it's like about the worst place to put a bandage, mm. just because it just like pops off. No matter <laughs> what kind of you, it's just like, yeah, yeah. 
I like the sound effects. <laughs> it makes, it does this. Yeah. This is all the time. Just pop. You know what you need to do is stop using those popping grenade, uh, popping band aids, popping grenades. Very popular. <laughs> yep, popping grenades. Popping grenades. Yeah, that's what I should do. All right. So what did that <laughs> remind it. you of? Oh, you said blank. Oh, thought of match game? No, no, it wasn't that. It was. Uh, you made me think of the filmmaker Les Blank. Okay. You, you know him, right? I not really. Well, he did. He did the the film about uh, Werner Herzog. Uh, I guess when he did the movie about the person who ha- he decides he's going to build like a casino in the jungle of South, South America, and he like pulls a pulls a boat over a mountain. For oh, okay. the Do you know this film? Yep. It has a name. I can't think of it now. But uh, it has a name. the movie about it, it is called. Has a name. Yeah. The movie about it is called Burden of Dreams it, because in the film, Werner Herzog did what the character did a long time ago, which is he actually physically drags a boat over a mountain oh, in, wow. in in the in the rain, you know, in the Amazon. And uh, would you say the Fitzcarraldo. Film is better or the Fitzcarraldo, Fitzcarraldo. Is, the name is the is the movie about it better than the movie? Or should, like, if I could just see one, what mm. should I see? I would rather watch Burden of Dreams because okay. it's. You know, it's kind of interesting to watch Werner Herzog do anything, but to watch him like trying to like motivate people to do this insane task. Uh, the film is okay. It suffered because the original actors who were going to act in it, one of them was Mick Jagger, had to drop out for some reason, and so he had to like scramble to find people to do the film. And one of those was Klaus Kinski, who he had done Aguirre Wrath of God with, who he'd also done Nosferatu with, maybe after this film. But they had a real love hate relationship, accent on the hate part of it. Yeah. And uh, so you get that from the film as well. It's kind of it's kind of a fun uh, voyeur voyeuristic thing. But uh, the movie that I like, I like two movies a lot by Les Blank. Uh, one is a short film. It's called uh, Werner Herzog Eats His Own Shoe. <laughs> and that's a very good film. Because what happened was Errol Morris... The title is enough for me. I well, love it. Errol Morris, who was working for a long time on the Thin Blue Line, the docu- this is a documentary. Yeah. And he was taking a long time to finish it. And, and in order to like spur him on, Werner Herzog said, if you finish this film, I will eat my own shoe. <laughs> and so when, when Morris finished it, Herzog did exactly that. He did not eat his entire shoe, but he did eat part of his own leather shoe. What are you looking up, Sasha? Oh, I was just looking up. Uh, I, just when you mentioned Mick Jagger, it mm. just reminded me that he was originally supposed to be in the movie Time After Time, playing the uh, Malcolm McDowell part or the uh, David Warner part. David Warner part. Oh, okay. D- yeah, Mick Jagger was offered it first. Wow. Well, because you know he had done like, I mean, here's the thing for Mick Jagger is he was in one really good movie. And did a pretty credible what, job. What was that film? Uh, performance, it's called. Okay. It's a very good film. Um, and then, what else was he in? He was in like... Well, I know later he was in whatever. I want that to think time of, Yeah, movie? reboot, rebound, re- yeah, restart, something. redo, mm-hmm. re yeah. I can look it up. The other, uh, the other Les Blank film I like a lot, I do, I do like that film. I Just because I like, I like the fact that Herzog, not only did he like do that for Morris and like help him to spur him on to finish his movie, but then, you know, fulfills his promise and, and sits at a table at a film festival <laughs> and eats his shoe. Now, did he uh, did he have a choice of shoe to eat? It was his or, own shoe. No, no, I understand that. Okay. It's not a public shoe. I understand yeah. that. It was, an, it was an old shoe. It wasn't like a new shoe. He didn't buy a new shoe and then eat it. He he cooked an actual okay, shoe that he'd right, worn for a while. But he had a, a shoe that was like leather and what yeah. have you, and he uh, went to town on he, the shoe. He, I don't know if it's still there, but he also it, for a long time had a uh, the prickle from a cactus embedded in his knee from when he was doing a different film he in order to like get some enthusiasm with with the with this kind of it was a you know a low budget film and you know it was very difficult shoot and so in order to like try and spur on his actress he threw himself onto a cactus 
Ah. And actually impaled himself on I some of the pickles. The way, I couldn't, by the way, have been mm. more wrong with the name of the Mick Jagger movie. Yeah, I was trying to think of. yeah. Free Jack. Free Jack. That's right. That's right. Oh. I was thinking like Time Cop or something like that. I was totally wrong. No, time. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Time Cop, by the way. Sorry. Mm. Hey, here's all trivia no one else cares about. Sure, sure. Tri- time Cop, uh, the, origi- the uh, origin scene or the first scene is takes place at City Square Mall, which is just uh, very close to where we are right now. And it's where uh, Time Cop, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. stops a roller skating uh, purse theft in the middle of the mall huh. by uh, raising one of his feet up and like holds up the feet. And uh, the, the roller skating the perp, uh, perp, he uh, the perp. stops because, oh, a foot's in front of me. Yeah. The end. That's <laughs> That stops it. And he's That's the all? Cop. He doesn't have to like kick nope. him or anything? No, it's Roundhouse just enough kick? that he, uh, he just holds up his foot still and the guy goes, oh, foot. Hmm. And uh, then, you know, this time travel after that. Oh, but glad, the opening scene is uh, is in the little mall up well, there. Well, it did not make the mistake of so many f- that so many films do of having a scene that cannot be topped for the oh, rest yeah, of the film. Oh yeah, we got into a little bit of discussion yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But it did make the uh, the not mistake, but it did the thing that every martial arts film does uh, from around that era, which is eventually you get around to the you've got to fight yourself. Whether it's uh, like the one where the it's one, like yes, that's you right. know uh, fighting mm-hmm. Je- is it Jet Li? Is Jet Li, one? yes. Yeah, he's fighting uh, extra dimensional versions of himself, pretty, or pretty fun Time film. Cop. He's fighting uh, time versions of himself. Okay. Or it's your twin, the evil twin, or a clone, or some such. But mm. uh, it just gets around to eventually the martial arts star goes. There's no one better than me. Yeah. I will have to fight myself. Yeah. And there you go. If Bruce Lee had survived within ten years, there would have been a thing where he'd have to have <laughs> fought himself. Fight himself. Yep. Possibly a shape-shifting dragon that would have mm. just changed into that, and he would have had oh, a fight. It's the corniest part of that document or that biography movie of him. A dragon? Yeah. yeah. What, what happens in it? That's the cornball thing. I well, know there's just, some good stuff. But it's there. kind of like a, a motif through the film of this dragon. Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to like foretell his death. That is sort of like this sort of family curse or whatever that's represented by this dragon. And is. Eh. Yeah. The hell with that. No. Boo. Boo on you. Movie. It doesn't really work. But anyway, uh, the other film I really like. It's no like, La Bamba. But La Bamba constantly goes, man, I'd hate to die in a plane crash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Boy, you know what I hate? What? Dying in a plane crash. <laughs> well, take a bus. Seems to really do a lot of uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, is that a plane crash? Yeah. I hope yeah. I'm not in it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be. You're on the ground. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just I just, really scared. Did I uh, tell everyone here, the yeah. one thing I hate more than anything yeah. is dying in a... Eh, oh, he just got hit by a cab. Yeah. Killed him. Too bad. <laughs> Yeah, the original song, Fall Like a Bomba. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, this is like. Um, the other film I really like by Les Blank is this movie called The Maestro. Uh, something or other, I can't remember that. It has like another part to the title, but it's about this cow, he's a cowboy artist. This guy named Gus, something or other, I can't remember. It's a long time since, a long time since I saw this film. It's so long ago. It's when I still lived in the townhouse. So that's more than 20 years ago. Yeah, that's back when everyone lived in townhouses. That's right. Houses in town. Yeah. And, it's a really interesting film though. This guy, he's he's a he is a cowboy artist, but he's like this sort of multi-talented. Like he just does all kinds of different things. He's like designed all the buildings around his property, and he does all these paintings. He does them in various styles. He has like his his Van Gogh era paintings of like farm equipment and stuff like that. And he's this really a curious guy, like really. Uh, and he would like refuse to sell his paintings. Mm. He would do all these paintings, and they just wouldn't sell them. It's kind of it was a very interesting uh, documentary. It's not long; it's less than an hour, but it's. Uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that one. Less blank, everyone. Less blank. All right, I recommend blank. those two films. Three films: Burden of Dreams, <laughs> Burden of Dreams yep. about Bernard Herzog making Fitzcarraldo, right? And physically taking a boat, taking a steam like a like a paddle wheeler okay. over a mountain in the Amazon, okay, to make his movie. Second movie, Werner, another Werner Herzog one. Werner Herzog eats his own shoe, okay. Once again, 
a little fascinating. It's real short. I it's not, not not longer than ten minutes. And then the last one is the Maestro. Oh, like playing films. Nowadays, They're probably on YouTube. Probably. Uh, nowadays, it feels like uh, eating your own shoe wouldn't be as safe. feels like there'd be more toxic things in the shoe. Whereas a good old leather shoe, you yeah. can just get down. Yeah. With a leather sole and a leather yeah. upper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eat it Chaplin mm-hmm. style. Eat it cha- well, his was made of licorice for the movie. Oh, okay. He had a licorice shoe made and he could eat that. But yeah, he didn't. He wasn't, wasn't like a, you know. He it, didn't go to the uh, school of, uh, whatever they call that, where you like immerse yourself in the character and actually do the, the things. What is that called? Uh, the Shoe Academy? The so they just make you teach you how to eat a shoe. shoe That's academy. the whole uh... the shoe academy. That's what I was going for. Not not that style of acting, you know. I know it's really killing me because I know exactly what you're talking about, and uh, <laughs> I can't think of it. And I know I could get a shoe pun in it, and so it's destroying me. Yeah. So what I what I'm going to say instead is Stanislavski. Uh, what I'm going to say instead is uh, that a method actor. Method actor. That's what I said. Stanislavski's method actor. Yeah, but I, this is more commonly known as a method actor. Yeah, I got the more specific then, so I win. Mm. Uh, you got to bring up your cancer again, so you win this one. <laughs> Would I bring up my cancer? The thing I suffered for what, two years. You win. Uh, Fuck. The undiagnosed okay, three years of anyway. Okay. So um, what I what I was thinking like back then when because everyone liked the thing of uh, him eating his own shoe. It seems like a good merchandising thing would have been to uh, to sell uh, liquor shoes to people that they could just like eat as a treat. Mm. Maybe even in the theater. Sure. You know, just like eat a nice shoe while you're watching the movie. <laughs> just chowing down on some liquor shoe. Okay. Maybe have the laces be like uh, but, cherry. But. Is that too much licorice? I don't like licorice at all. You don't like so licorice at all? No. So I'm thinking like that would be, uh, I don't know about, it's a lot of licorice is a good thing or if that's too much licorice and I just hate it. You don't it. have to eat it all at once. That's the nice thing about licorice. How much licorice is enough licorice for you? Like one of those Twizzler packs. Could you eat the whole pack? And oh, movie yeah. No kidding. All right. So that's enough. So you could eat a shoe. Oh, yeah. You could eat a shoe's worth of licorice. No problem. But I think it would give away the scene. It would be like if in the in the lobby they also had like buns with forks in them. Oh. That you could buy. Fork buns. What what I think you should do is you eat the licorice shoe though at his next movie as like a just oh it's nice so you just snack at it and watch whatever the new thing he's eating. Hmm. You know what I watched the Wait other... a minute. Oops, sorry. So you're telling me Yes. that Charlie Chaplin Yes. In one in one movie Yeah. He's got a shoe and he eats the shoe. Yeah. Then in the next movie, Same movie the next then in the next scene <laughs> this this asshole Yeah. Has food yeah. that he's using as shoes. Well, he's make a make a choice, you <laughs> you dick. Well, well come on, eat your eat your buns. Let's be fair and wear be your fair. shoes. Be fair. It's a dream sequence. It's a dream sequence. So which is the dream sequence? That he, when, the shoe? when he's so and charming, then he woke up and what happened? When shoes he's charmingly dancing at the table with the buns as as feet. What's he doing? Like, is he doing it to? He's having a dinner party. Yeah. And he invites a woman that he's that he's, he, in love with. that he's in love with. Yeah. And she comes. Yeah. And then he he's a charmer, and she's completely won over by and him and his little. Dream? This is a dream sequence. Yes. Fuck are you, idiot? Because the... have sex. It's a dream. <laughs> Just have some sex. This Sorry is... for saying fuck. Yeah. Like uh, uh we yeah. have to every so often. Sorry have for... sex with her. What's wrong you, with you? It's are you a saying, dream. Are you saying to fuck her? I'm saying, yeah, you have some sex yeah. on the table. I'm saying that you went, fuck, have sex with her. No, just have some sex. <laughs> and then, because uh, it's a dream. So have some sex and then go fly around the world. Can I please apologize for using the word fuck, but then just saying someone should just have sex with someone? In a dream. In a dream? Yes. There's no rules in a dream. Listen. Go to town. Have some. You know what? And by the, have a in uh, many ways anything. The silent era was the most appropriate era of all time. You know, have Queen Elizabeth show up and make love to her as well. Just have fun. It's a dream, Charlie Chaplin. Quickly, I bet that would be hilarious. Charlie Chaplin making love to Queen Victoria. 
That would be hilarious. Queen Victoria. Why would it be Queen Victoria? Ah, uh, you know, it would just be funny. Okay. Because right. she's black and white. Yeah, just picture this. Yeah. Picture Charlie Chaplin. Okay. All right. Now, and you got to be wearing the clothes while they're doing it. Yep. It's not the little funny tramp, if they're naked. Little Tramp. Little Tramp and the Queen of uh, England. <laughs> wearing, now, her, pic- wearing her spinster, full deal, her spinster dress. Full spinster dress. Yeah. And they're having sex. Now, not spinster. Imagine, I'm sorry. Widow dress. Widow dress. Yeah. Well, I don't care what size it is. Her morning, her dress of mourning. Come on. Her widow dress. It's pretty good. I missed it. Pretty good. Uh, that's uh, very they're good. Having, they're making love. Oh, Wouldn't that be hilarious? We straight into my dad's heart, that joke. Yeah. yeah. Guy, uh, listen, this is the problem with doing two shows in one Why? Night. Why? What's in the problem? A, uh, then I all think, of a sudden, I think I'm, shows... uh, I'm becoming coarse. Oh, really? Oh, we have small children that listen to this show I don't, in I, order to learn English. I doubt it. <laughs> If this is man, there are idioms. There are would be some something. homeschooled children mm-hmm. who their parents just go, just listen to Sneaky Dragon instead. <laughs> It'll right. teach you all you need to, to know, know about, about life, about culture, yep. about life. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, they come to this. They come to uh, Canada or America, and they sit them down in front of our podcast. They go, "You'll listen. You will hear obscure things about yeah. music. Yeah, you will hear listen to less blank. What do you mean obscure? You'll learn about less blank. Is that obscure? Films. Is that obscure? You'll learn about chickens. chickens? You'll learn about Dave's chicken in his wow, backyard. You're... That's a callback to last week's show. Absolutely. Because this is still this week's show. <laughs> I know. People can remember stuff after yeah, a week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. I can't. I can't even remember what who's serving in a game I'm playing when, in at that moment it's happening. Are you talking about Spikeball? Yeah, I'm talking about Spikeball. All right. Sounds like it's Spikeball Minute, no, it's everybody. Spikeball. Back to Spikeball. No, I don't want to talk about Spikeball. Dave, Spikeball Minute. I want, you to, I want you to, as quick as you can, to Do the list, alphabet best no, backwards. No, <clears throat> to list from, oh, God. from last to first... La- wait, as in la- oh, sorry. Okay, time wise from like less logically. It's not. It's it's just your taste. This is subject. This is subjective. It's not really. So the last not one worst would be first. one that I that I like the best or like the worst. The first one will be the one you like the best. The by the the, the, the first it, one you say it will go it will go downhill from there. The, no, no, sorry. The first one you say will be the one you like the least. Oh God. Okay. To, to, and that's okay. Uh, silent, silent film comedians, the best. Silent film yeah. comedians. Your least favorite to your first favorite. Uh, least favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'll go uh, Fatty Arbuckle. That's your least favorite? I guess so. Okay. Yeah, Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, oh, geez. I'm trying to think of like the top top three now. Uh, uh, n- number four uh, would be uh, uh, some... Uh, oh, oh, that's Felix the Cat Asshole. I hate that was guy. He, was he a silent film uh, comedian? Yeah, he's a silent okay. film. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number three, Harold Lloyd. Okay. Uh, number two, Buster Keaton. Oh. Uh, now, I know. Oh, you don't like Buster Keaton? The best. I like Buster Keaton. Why don't you Go like Johnny Buster Keaton? Oh, it's Betty in June. Oh, I'm going to be Betty in June. Oh, Betty in June is... Is it Betty and June Laurel Chaplin? and Hardy is number one. Laurel and Hardy. Are they selling the film Yeah. Getting that uh, getting that piano up the stairs? Damn right they are. Mm, okay. Yep. Wow. Interesting. Directed by They're Leo. charming. Directed They're by Leo lovable. McCary. I've never really been a huge fan uh, of... Uh, do you remember them getting the piano up the stairs? I do remember. That's pretty good. And I also like the one where they're on the building. They're in like a construction site trying to yeah. do something. And there involves a lot of them trying to keep their hats on their heads, which yeah. seemed very important in those days that you not lose your hat. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go... Well, like... Uh, uh, you know, I like all three of those. I'll watch yeah, a yeah. Buster Keaton. I'll watch a you know. Okay. I'll, I'll watch a Harold Lloyd. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think Harold. I think of Harold Lloyd as a little bit of a sub Buster Keaton, but I think Laurel and Hardy mm-hmm. are their own thing. They got a relationship going on there, and the bouncing back and forth. I like uh, quite a bit. Well, I'll say this about Harold Lloyd uh, as a defense of Harold Lloyd is that not really any reason to defend. It was the third best. Good. <laughs> well, this in terms of his character is he's slightly different than Buster Keaton, and that Harold Lloyd's character was. Oh no, I guess they're very similar. You're right. The they both do a lot of man, they do uh, a lot of physical shtick, and then just came off a yacht. It's usually usually though, uh, Buster Keaton is or 
Buster Keaton is less of a winner than than Harold Lloyd was. Like Harold Lloyd's mm-hmm. character was usually, you know, come from behind to the to the win. Whereas Keaton's characters are always a little more nuanced than that, less less Harold, American uh, dreamy Harold kind Lloyd of stuff. Harold Lloyd is a bit of a pretty boy. Yeah, Whereas, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, there's so much face to Buster Keaton. I watched an interesting Harold Lloyd film. And this film I've seen a few times because I find it very interesting. It's a movie. It's actually a sound film. He did three sound movies, uh, Movie Crazy, which has the longest fight sequence ever recorded on film. No joke. Uh, even longer than the fight sequence in uh, They Live. Live, yeah. He did a film called The Cat's Paw, and they did a film called The Milky Way, which was directed by Leo McCary, who also directed uh, Duck Soup, and also created Laurel and Hardy. You mean he had sex with their mothers? I just mean he put together the act oh, of Lauren Lahardy. He, he said, you guys will work mothers. well together. Okay, he didn't actually you're physically both, create them. Separately, you're not doing that great, but together you will be a sensation. Okay, so he did not have sex with their mothers. I hope not. Okay, and if he did, it was probably a dream sequence. And so you know what? That's Go fine. for it. He didn't even have sex with them. He's entertaining them, with, entertaining them with buns as you do in your dreams. That is a waste of a damn dream. <laughs> um, so uh, this movie, The Cat's Paw, is very interesting, though. I'll give you the... I'll give you the... I'll give you the... Give it to me. Okay, missionaries in China have a young son who goes to China and you see him go there and he's kind of like, where am I? Why is everyone so weird? Why is the language, why is this language like this? Why, or why is this printed to look like this? I don't understand what I'm looking at. Fast forward 20 years. He's a grown up. He's fluent Chinese. He has accepted, he's accepted the culture. He can speak, he can, like I say, he can speak Chinese. He can read it. Right. He's, and he's, I completely want to hear this, but you've got, at the end of this, you have to say, Ian, What's the worst joke you came up with this week that relates to this in some way? Oh, okay. Well, please continue. Oh, how am I going to remember that? Okay. Well, remind me to remind you of that. You know what? I'm just going to tell it to you right now and okay, derail your ahead. story for one second. Go ahead. I just had a couple of friends. They came back from China. Okay. All right. They were, uh, and they went, they went kind of all around in Vietnam and what have sure, you. Sure, sure. People do that. They were mentioning that they, got, uh, they have um, money, and on one side is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's Tibet, and the other side it's Mao. It's an image of Mao. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and so I said, uh, Mao money, Mao problems. <laughs> okay. Please, uh, <laughs> please, please Thank continue. Thank you. Thanks for that interruption. So, so in the story, now... Okay, guys. At the time, everyone if listening, I could have just high five myself for five minutes. I would have. <laughs> you can high five me. That's a good joke. But you did it for another one, which I thought was even better. It was because it was oh, it was for David Lynch's The Straight Story. What did it was I say? Mo, mo money, mo yeah. problems. Yeah, like mowing the lawn. Oh, there's many variations yeah, on yeah. this joke. But you because you did that one so recently, I feel like the Mao one was. Well, here was the, here's what bothered me last week was when okay. you were like. Hey, Ian, I've got uh, chickens in my back. I'm going to have chickens in my backyard. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, son of a bitch. If he had said cows, I could have said moo money, moo problems. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to get cows. We'll talk about it next week. Okay. At the moment, though, Dave, yeah. as I told you last week, yeah. I'm now uh, cat sitting, which is, you know, I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Meow money? <laughs> meow problems? <laughs> or mew money. <laughs> meow problems. Sure. Please continue. Okay. So... So if only we, if only we could see our body language when we're doing this, it's actually not that. Well, you know what they say, Dave. Oh no, I don't. Well, here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> you're asking me my favorite <laughs> yes, film comedians. Favorite film comedians, yes. Well, you know what what they said about you know the, some of the most famous film comedians. What did they say? Well, it was involving the Three Stooges, where they said it was Mo Money Mo Problems. <laughs> <laughs> started making money. Oh dear. Okay, everyone. Let's get back on track. So in this story, Omar Gaddafi. What? Okay, please. Omar, we're gonna go on, please. Uh, no, what was that with Omar Gaddafi? That's all. Just what was Mom, that? Omar money. Omar problems. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, back to China. Okay, that's good. Okay, famous paintings. <laughs> Mona money. Mona problems. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, now we're both our um, minds are ripping ahead. Yeah. Because you know you'll have electrical problems mm-hmm. all the time. It's dynamo money, <laughs> dynamo problems. Okay. Don't like that one. No, right, I tried. Everybody, write in with your favorites <laughs> to uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com and we will immediately erase them. <laughs> um, so okay, so I just want to say I, don't, I just want to like I just want to stop for a second and point out two things. Okay. One, this movie is American. Two, this movie was made in the 1930s. Okay. I just want to point out that in the 1930s, everyone, everyone, even the most well-meaning person, the most well-meaning person mm-hmm. was an asshole. And they couldn't help it. They couldn't help it. They're going to make a movie about China. Yep. What's, what are you going to do? Are you going to go hire Chinese people? Do we right. They is, don't know what to do. This is why there was a depression. Everyone <laughs> was so depressed because they realized we're all assholes. It wasn't a money thing. That's it was right. just like, this we're like, a bunch a of second. assholes. We are jerks. Yeah. So they're there's like, nothing to do. Yeah. Boy, it's, it's horrible to be in the 30s. I don't sure. want to say I want a war to break out, but I wouldn't mind. So it's weird. You're watching a movie and you're like, hey, this yeah. movie is kind of advanced in the way they're presenting Chinese people. Like it's presenting it as like a, a, a culture to be appreciated mm. and respected. Sounds like a trap. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to show a culture and show that its culture should be appreciated, well, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to get a bunch of white actors and give them slanty eyes. That's what yeah. you do. You just put a bunch of heavy makeup on their yeah. around their eyes, and there you go. And you know, a little Fu Manchu mustache yeah, on, and some Chinese clothes. Sure. And so the kids are Chinese, mm-hmm. the extras are Chinese, but the pe- people who speak, well, they are not Chinese. I am sorry to say. And so, in so many ways, this movie is very interesting in its in the fact that it presents. A, col- a Chinese culture as a as a thing to be appreciated as something that so it's in the story, right. of course, living there this this white fellow he cannot marry a Chinese woman. That is no, that is not going to happen. Why? Because we're assholes. Right. So he's got to go to America to find a wife to bring her back to carry on the mission's business of because that's the missionary position. That's the mission. That's the missionary position. That's the position they're taking. That's right. And so he's on top of it. He, <laughs> That's right. So he goes to America, and in the story, of course, he is growing up in this Chinese culture, but he's he's very naive to Western ways. Right. So he comes to this so you're world. He's just some young guy. He is. So he comes to this place, and you know he's an innocent abroad. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. So it has all these kind of innocent things, and in the story, I won't go into all the details, but the details are that he somehow becomes. The stooge candidate for mayor of this town. Oh, okay. Because they need to run someone against on the purity yeah. ticket. They need to run someone who won't get elected, so that the graft and corruption can continue uncorrected. Boo. Exactly. And so, the person who is supposed to be mayor, supposed to run in this position, dies. Is this in China? This is in America. This is when he comes to America, America to find okay, his wife. Right. And uh, and so the kind of the boss of this uh, this. You know the the kingpin or whatever. You know the kind of boss. You know, the, yeah. the, what do they call those sort of people? Like kingpin the kind, works. Whatever. The don. That he decides. Uh, this political boss. He decides. Well, this guy is an ignorant fool that I can easily pull the sure. wool over his Dude. eyes. Yeah. I'm going to get him. Run. You know, we'll run him and just let it, let him crash and burn. Well, events happen, mm-hmm. and he gets elected mayor. Oh my gosh! But not only does he get elected mayor, he decides to not listen to anyone else's advice and actually be a, a mayor. Actually, be an honest person and. <laughs> And uh, good luck with that, buddy. And it's uh, it's it's interesting. And then the film has this kind of very weird ending. And it's a little, it's a, you know, it's a bit of a fantasy and stuff like that. But what I found interesting about it was that you know he he comes to America, but he seeks out the Chinese in Chinatown. This is in San Francisco, so yeah. there's a Chinatown. 
he goes there to have tea with this person who okay. he respects. And it's a very respectful thing. There is one character who keeps calling them a name that we would no longer want to call Chinese Understood. people now. But in the f- movie, he's presented as doing this because he's ignorant, not as this is an admirable thing, admirable oh. thing for people to say about Chinese people. So it's this weird <clears throat> dichotomy. I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, but this weird disconnect between respect for this culture, appreciation for this culture, not allowing this culture to act in the movie, except in minor roles, right. you know, being the serving boy and having little parts and stuff like that. And when you, and uh. And obviously Harold Lloyd could not learn Chinese for the film, so he is dubbed over when he's speaking in Chinese. But he's speaking Chinese. He's not. It's just not nonsense. He doesn't say a bunch of nonsense yeah. gobbledygook, and then we go, "Quit speaking that foreign tongue to me." You know, he speaks like you know. They actually have an, right. a Chinese actor dub in dub in his part, and so it's interesting. Like it's so it's, it and has what's this film called again, "The Cat's Paw." The Cat's Paw. The Cat's Paw being, of course, the, the stooge in this in the situation. Yeah, it's an interesting film. Uh, uh, I have a box set of all the Harold Lloyd films, the Silent Hill. No, that the, sounds really interesting. And, his, yeah. and I just, and I was thinking about it, and I, I want to watch Movie Crazy again because I've only seen it once. And I, I just remember this grueling fight scene as being so striking to me. Uh, and a lot of it's in like in water, like they're fighting in water, which is very tiring. Yeah, yeah. To be fighting water again. If uh, if there's a way of if this is on YouTube or something like that, yeah, I'll we'll try and link to put it. it on, so, uh, yeah. Put on a link. Yeah, yeah. I always uh, wonder, like when um, yeah, back then it probably wouldn't have been as big. Well, maybe it was, but like if if you have people in that makeup, the Chinese makeup, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got actually Chinese people. At some point, you're gonna break for lunch. And you're going to be eating yeah, yeah. together. Yep. What's that like? Is that I don't. Did they eat together? Because most of them are extras, and then you have their your feature actors who probably eat I in the canteen. I always like wonder about it, like when I, uh, you know, when you watch uh, what's I forget which which movie it is, but it's the uh, it's the James Bond where he's in. You Asian only live make- twice. You only live twice. Yeah. And he's in the makeup, mm-hmm. and he's in there, yeah. and you know, like he is having lunch there with the other actors. Yeah. Yeah. Do they ever like look over and go, "Hmm, mm-hmm. how you doing? Yeah, that, huh? All right. I'm sure they did. I mean, they signed on for it willingly, so they can't really... I mean, if they're really going to condemn it, look in the mirror. Yeah. You know, you're taking part in this thing. Again, I always like... And again, there's... I always go back to that movie Soul Man. You ever hear about Soul Man? Yes, with Robert Downey Jr. Is Soul Man in... No, I don't know. I see what you're saying, though. Good, good call. <laughs> but yeah, it's the guy who uh, is the white guy who goes, hey, I can't mm. get into school, but yeah. hey, people who are African-American get funding. Oh. So uh, I'm going to go blackface, and I'm going to go to school. Is that C. Thomas Howell? That sounds about right. Okay. I'm just thinking, like, again, you don't take off all the makeup for lunch. So no, you're no. having lunch mm-hmm. with people. And again, there's got to be someone giving you the side eye. Yeah. Or just like, so how's the film going? Mm-hmm. It's good. And again, I know people are getting paid. But then people also, you know, actors, actors yeah. at the best of time are kind of a, mm, a crowd. They will go to the side and have a word with each other about uh, how they feel about things. Well, that movie kind of falls into the same category as White Chicks, where it's a film with, like within the movie itself. It seems unbelievable that no one in the film goes, wait a second, you're not white. Who are these evil ghosts or, or a chick, that just like, showed up yeah, that are right. haunting the school? And I mean, it's the same with that movie. Like, his makeup in no way makes him look black. And there, so you're like, Whoa. There's another movie where they, they basically pull the Bugs Bunny cartoon thing where, you know, there was a gangster who's pretending to be a baby. There was one of those that they did with a Wayans Brothers movie where one of them was like, was a, was a criminal, I believe, who was pretending to be like a baby because he was so small. And that looked more realistic than the white chick makeup. <laughs> like that I bought. This kid, this yeah. guy who's shaving and like, you know, yeah. is like yeah. uh, saying dirty jokes is pretending to be a baby. And I'm like, yeah, that sure suspended my disbelief. This one, no, my license of disbelief cannot be suspended. <laughs> cannot be suspended. No, sir. It, I mean, uh, it's, it's, too, it, it's overpowering. Yeah. I mean, when you go into a film, no matter what the film is, you are, you're, you're sort of a contract where you are going to suspend disbelief for the length of the film. 
you know, as long as it's inter- internally consistent, I'm okay with films being nonsensical or right. or having unrealistic the poster, things. I guess really, mm-hmm. you paid your money, you knew what you were getting. Yeah, well, when you go to see Face Off, you know, you don't suddenly stand up in the middle of the operation scene and say, "This is re- this couldn't even <laughs> work. This he has a totally different bone structure than the other. Like this in no way." I don't would think work. the bone structure was the was the problem. I think it was the two radically different body types. But you're yeah, like you're uh, right. in heights and like yeah. um okay yeah you're right okay sure yeah yeah it's terrible. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that? Uh, John, speaking, speaking of segues, the <laughs> the the band the the they uh, John we wanted Nicholas Cage to be in the film. I understand that the studio did not want Nicolas Cage to be in the film. Why was that? Didn't like him. Hmm. They wanted they but they wanted Johnny Depp to be in the movie. Johnny Depp read the script but was so upset to discover that it wasn't a hockey movie that he wouldn't do it. It's a true true fact. And so then I guess that's when John Travolta became involved. Do you know that there's a movie called Face Off from the seventies? That's a hockey movie. Yes, from that, the early seventies. That Canadian plays film. all the time, and I sometimes go, "Oh, I'd watch Face Off." Oh, it's that Face Off. I'm all right. Then. I have the I have someone gave me the Blu-ray for free, so I have it at home, sitting still in its packaging because I have I don't have that sort. Of, I have Cat's Paw time. I don't have Face Off time. That's what I'm saying. But Cat's Paw I watched I watched over a few days while I was having my lunch. So uh, here's a question I have mm-hmm. for you. What me? Sure. Uh, for me, like you have a question for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have your brother's phone number? Because I'd like to ask him a question. <laughs> um, I'd like to ask a Dedrick. You know what? I really don't. That's fair. That Who is, would in this day and age? That's so terrible. I don't know. I don't think I have my sister's phone numbers. Not either. even on my cell phone. No, I wouldn't either. Not I don't s- have any relatives. Not even phone stored number. on there. No, he wouldn't. Why would you? It's the future. We don't have that. It's dumb. Uh, Kevin Smith, consistently wearing a hockey jersey. His are custom-made hockey jerseys. Understood. He has his custom-made hockey jersey. They're sometimes. more of a moo-moo than a jersey. Not my... Uh, well, you know what they say. Moo-moo money. <laughs> moo-moo problems. <laughs> <laughs> End the show oh. now. End the show now. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, has he? And maybe he has. And I don't think has he made a hockey movie. Has he made anything to do with hockey? He just wears hockey stuff all the time, and I've, I I don't know if he's done anything hockey. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something completely obvious, and I'm blanking on. And like to be fair, in Clerks, they do play hockey, hockey on the, on the roof. roof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I'm talking ice hockey, proper hockey. Yeah. For a guy that wears hockey, like if you had a guy mm. who wore uh, basketball stuff all the yeah. time, you would think there would be some well, basketball has thing. Spike, on... Has uh, Spike Lee made a basketball movie? Well, there we go. There's yeah. an interesting point. Wait. Wait. We, do they all have one sport? So Spike Lee is wearing nothing but basketball things. He wears basketball Kevin, stuff. Kevin Smith wears nothing but hockey, uh, hockey things. Yeah. Well, now I think we're on the we're onto something here. Okay. Does someone wear who's just football foot- jerseys? Who's the football guy? Michael yeah. Bay? No, not Michael Bay. Um, wow, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't... think there's an opening. I yeah. think there's an opening for a director. You guys, there's, with, a, there's with a, a character opening out there for a director. With some success. If you want a persona. And then long gaps of not success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then more middling, su- and then, and middling then, success. And then okay success. Yeah. But then also being on talk shows a lot. Well, you can make more money talking about movies you've made than actually making movies. You know what? You're probably right. But yeah. I'm just saying, folks, there is uh, there is an opening right now for someone who wears football clothing all the time. Are you saying like, oh, a European football? No, shut up. Don't be stupid. North are you American. Saying, are you saying Australian rules football? Oh, I'm trying to think what Paul Hogan's wearing now. <laughs> no, but I think like if you wear a football outfit, like full thing, you got to wear the helmet. Mm-hmm. You just wear the helmet around uh, as well. And like that, you're the director who dresses like a football player. I think you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as he always wears a helmet. Yeah. That's all I ask for. So he's wearing a football helmet. Always. No. Yeah, would be like that character from uh, Doonesbury. BD. BD. There you go. Thank you. Who then later on took the helmet off for some political reason. Mm. Yeah. Is Doonesbury still going on? I'm sure it is. 
All when, I see are these old uh, books that uh, reprint all his old things about mm. Trump. Those those keep coming out. Yeah, I couldn't tell if like Doonesbury is still a thing. I don't you know. read comic strips? I do, but uh, Doonesbury is no longer in the uh, Sun. It used to be in the Vancouver Sun. Yeah. Uh, then it moved to the editorial page in the Vancouver Sun, and then it moved on in life. It's once you decide to leave the comics page, once you untether yourself from where you belong, it's a uh, it's a it's a long. That's an interesting thing, actually. It's something that I'm a little fra- afraid of is the idea of. There's a good book, I believe. It's it is called the Bible. That's a good book. It's the good book. It is the good book. This is the Aga book by uh, author Peter DeVries. It's a kind of a shorter story. And I think it's called Witch's Milk. I think it's called Witch's Milk. I could be mixed up. There's two stories. There's The Cat's Pajamas and Witch's Milk. They're both both two no- novellas that are packaged in one in one book. Okay. You're doing a lot of cat-related uh, yes, fiction. Yes, I am. That's right. Yeah. What do you want? Bird-related? Is that yes, what you please. want? More back to chickens? Sure. Or Larry Bird. We go back to basketball. Can, I, can I just say emu money? Emu problems? <laughs> Anyway, uh, you don't like mine. I don't know what it is. You think yours are hilarious. I'm laughing. Mine? I'm laughing hysterically. I don't know. Yeah, right. I'm laughing hysterically right now. You're not laughing at all. Got nothing. I'm laughing on the inside. Got nothing from you. Uh, it's a story. It's an interesting book. It's about this. This he's a university professor, and he goes to some sort of classical music function, and he sees an old flame there. Okay. And he's somehow so humil- humiliated, feeling by this, that he he makes it like his almost life mission to like impress her. And so he sort of inserts himself into into her life. Okay. Like his family, his family's life into her family's life. Next thing you know, he's no longer a university professor. He becomes this TV character who's like a singing ice cream, a singing Italian ice cream vendor on TV. He goes from that, and the book is basically a, a series of degradations that he puts himself through. Until I'm just going to spoil the story for everyone because I I don't know if you're going to go get this Peter Vries book. If you are, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it. Zoom ahead a little bit. The end of the story. He's living in a rooming house, uh, sort of cohabiting with the the old the old older woman who runs the runs the place. And the end of the very uh, the very end of the story is he comes back one day and he just doesn't have his key and the door is locked. So he decides he's going to crawl in through the dog door okay. and get stuck halfway in trying to crawl into it. And there he dies. He freezes to death. And that's the end of the story. Oh, you know what I think about that? It's rough. <laughs> yes, that was going to be another dog or another mo thing. Uh, and so. I just find it interesting, though, because like, the story is basically, to me, it's about someone who untethers himself from his life. Yeah. And then it sort of floats off into, you know, it's, slow, it's a slow circumstance, slowly degrading circumstances sort of bring him to this very humiliating end where he's just stuck in a dog door and that's, that's the end of his life. And it's just an interesting story. Like, it's an interesting tale. Yeah. And I find that, I've, actually, I've always been sort of terrified of that idea since reading that story. Of just, in general, having a dumb death? No, of... of Being stuck in a dog? No, no, of untethering yourself from your life. Oh, like, okay. becoming rootless and just sort of drifting in, into oblivion. And that, to me, is like a terrifying idea. Like, this is the idea that you could just sort of, you know, lose your family, your friends, and just sort mm-hmm. of... And just sort of float out there into, into nothingness. And I've been thinking about it must happen to people a lot. Like, or not a lot, but it does happen. Because you do hear of people who just sort of disappear. Yeah. And no, no one knows what happens to them or what became of them. And it's very strange to me. There was a... I mean, this is sort of more serious, but there was a... No, go ahead. There was a, a, a mother who was in a different pony club than ours. And she was in a car accident. And their, life got, their, their lives got very strange for a while. And then she just disappeared. And, you know, everyone's like, well, what happened to her? And then it turned out that she... Because of the accident, she was taking painkillers. She became addicted to them. And she basically just left her family to live on the street. Like, she just left her life and to give her life to this addiction. Yeah. And it seemed like such a weird thing that could... I mean, you know you know what happens, but when it happens to someone that you're sort of remotely right. connected to, it just feels very strange. You know, like, you're you're like, what? 
decisions and things that you've done that make take you from this place in your life where you've got a happy family, you know, and you have property and horses and stuff, and then it's all gone and you're living in the street, you know, and that's and and hopefully there's some sort of comeback from that, but yeah, often not, you know, and it seems scary in a way that's just yeah, that, so many things are so fragile yeah you, know, you think yeah. like this is just established and this is the way mm-hmm. it is and this is the way it always will be and it's like yeah no, there's you could be one tragedy away or one small thing away mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah it is it's uh, you know, a friend of, a friend of mine uh, had uh, you know their uh, their wife was in a car accident and came out of it with a very different personality very different personality okay. to the point where they ended up renaming themselves because hearing the name of the person that she used to be was so no, that's not who I am. Everyone's yeah. treating me like this one person that I'm not. And they ended up having to get a divorce because this person needed to live the life that they were living. Yeah. I mean, it's a different story, obviously, but live the life that they were living uh, because they this other person wasn't them. Mm. And so, no, we're not. Uh, I didn't marry you. That was someone else. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, they, they went off and they've done quite well for themselves. And he's remarried and they're different people. And, yeah. 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 But something like that, they could just like that's one a- thing, just one accident, and then I'll, now you're a different person. That's something that was, that's my chilling thing, is the idea that could something happen in your brain, a small thing yeah. that could happen, a just a little or impact, an, yeah. a stroke or something, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're slightly different. And yeah. I, I had another friend who went through a similar situation and came back with, uh, still identified as themselves, but definitely had a very, very different personality hmm. when they when they came when they came back. And also, it it was a near death experience, and they would not stop talking about uh, the the afterlife. Hmm. Would not stop talking about what happened to them when they were uh, when they were on the other side. Hmm. By the way, it was meeting relatives, and it was actually quite nice. And hmm. on the side thing, another this was this was someone who I was working with in improv. Yeah. Then another improviser. Had a uh, had a similar thing happen where they had a very bad peanut allergy. They basically died for about two minutes. They came back mm-hmm. and very similar story. And so these two ended up like bonding quite quite a bit over this. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. They both had a similar yep experience. And it was uh, it was family members and people they loved. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, saying things were all right and it was very comforting. And again, this could be biologically just this is what your brain does. Sure. It takes you to whatever sure the place sense. you need to. But that yeah. they both had this experience and you know. Uh, me uh, there is an afterlife there you are i was a little dubious but now i believe it yep uh yeah that that is another terrifying thing you're right just that thin thin thread that holds us you know like what is you who are you right like like who are you like who are people are people memories are people are people are you like your how bo- you're perceived and is that an even amount like uh, who you think you are is that is that overriding to if everyone else in the world thinks you're something and you think you're another thing? Mm-hmm. Is that the overriding thing about who you are, or could they be right instead? Sure. Or is it always a combination of the two? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of philosophical discussion over what exactly is personhood, like how it's defined. You know, and there's lots of different w- ways of of defining, like defining memory and and stuff like that. It's it's and being and and things. It is interesting because, yeah, I mean, you can. You know, obviously, over our lifetime, we our body replaces so much of itself. Mm-hmm. About every seven years, almost completely. Over time, that you are totally disconnected from whoever yeah. you were as a child. It's totally dis- dis- disconnected physically from what you are you, now. I think that's one of the reasons, like the Doctor Who idea of regeneration, is so uh, works because mm. you're like, oh yeah, I was a bunch of different people over time. But you are a bunch of different people, but you're still connected to your former selves. Mm-hmm. So you still have that memory of self that 
that is a continuity over that time. And yet you would not uh, behave in the same way as that past version of yourself. Uh, highly unlikely, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so whether it's a process because of maturing or a process of slowed physical change. Or like, just changes change, yeah. You know, like, yeah, mental process change, like physical mental processes changing or whatever, like your personality does change over time. Like you could probably look back on some things that you did in the mm -hmm. past and just go, how the hell did I do that? Like uh, there's things that I remember doing that I honestly go, that was another person. There's no way. <laughs> I'm just horrified at certain things I could do. Or there's other things where I just go like, well, I don't have the courage to do that. Mm -hmm. But I did do that then. Yeah. And that was me technically. Mm -hmm. But like, wow. And then, yeah, again, there's things that I just go, what the hell? That was not. <laughs> it just, it, it, it's, 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 not, it's not me at all. But it, but, it, but it was. But you do incorporate that element into yourself, though. Like you, you still acknowledge it as you. I Not do, as, but it seems so distant. Like it's, it's, it's so time. distant that it could it just as well be another person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because we're we're bad we're bad examples to each other. It would be we're more just bad examples for people in general. It would be more. Do not follow our example. Yes, that's true. That's true. But if if we knew someone very closely in high school, let's say, and we ran into them in later life, to note the changes, it would be easier to then to note changes in ourselves between each other because we've known each other so long that our whatever slight changes we've had over time we've incorporated those into our memory of what you like i've incorporated into my memory of what you were in high school mm -hmm. who you are now and so to me there is a, a continuity of those it's possible it's possible that you're a totally different person yeah then what if i went back in time i'd be like oh this is not yeah this is not like ian this is a totally different person than ian is now this is weird it's weird for me when i think of people i i knew like say in my 20s and they and i meet them now or what mm -hmm. have you and i just go and they and they like me let's say they like me I just I, I kind of say wanna, they don't like you. Well, no, no, I'm going to go play it for real. No, no, I'm going to play it the way it is because apparently they like me, and I want to go like, what the fuck did you like? Like, uh, like I look back myself and just see like what a ball of rage and insecurity well, and all that, and that's how I'm remembering it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. And desperation and certain things, mm -hmm. and and those are the things I remember. Mm. You know, uh, I don't remember being that kind in my twenties. Like it bothers me. Like I feel like I've actively tried to work on empathy and yeah. stuff as of late. But like there were people. That that remember me mostly is that and they like mm -hmm. me and there's a little bit of me just going what the really what you want to just go why what was what was that what yeah. was the thing and maybe that's not the question to uh, but the question grasp. isn't i mean what you like about someone isn't always just them it's the it's always the potential they have of being themselves you know so you know if someone is does sometimes do, does do dumb things it's not the dumb things that you judge them by it's the good things you judge them by mm -hmm. the dumb things are things that you think that they'll correct people who don't correct the dumb things they do will eventually not become your friend mm -hmm. right like we have lots of people that in our past that over time we just grew apart from because we couldn't reconcile there was just a st yeah, there something was a, about there them was a stopping yeah, yeah there was a yeah. lack of growth that's true that that's is a thing you know whereas you know look, looking back at you and your 20s you know, I, you were ambitious, but you were never unpleasantly ambitious, I didn't mm. think. Okay. You know, and so your memory of yourself at that time period, you know, you might be overemphasizing or maybe just, you know, or, or forgetting that you have other good parts of your personality that can, that you are ambitious or whatever, you know. Let's sort of take it away from that. Like playing video games with you. It always amused me because when we played, if I won, you would get this really super competitive look in your face. <laughs> And okay. that's part of your personality. You're just that way, right. you know. And it, but, but it wasn't unforgivable. That's, that's not an unforgivable thing to me. Yeah. I am not that way. I'm not like a person who gets really steely-eyed when I when I get when I playing yeah. a game. But I could see it in you, and it just it amused me. It didn't wasn't offensive or whatever, you know. Like it's just part of you. Yeah. You know, if I love you, 
but I'm going to love whatever you are, you know? Yeah, so it's not, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not, so you're not it's like, something I've actively actually, you know, like I was a terrible do. arguer, right? And it was probably really tiresome. But, it wasn't Tyson. Like again, what I what I knew from you was you enjoyed you enjoyed the contrarian thing. Yes. You liked a debate. You mm-hmm. liked that kind of thing. You had fun with that. It's got your popcorn popping. Yeah, yeah. And so I knew that what you were saying was somewhat real, but somewhat <laughs> was just because you enjoyed what you were doing. For sure, for sure. You're the guy going into a bar and starting a fight because you like to fight, but yeah. you're not, you know, yeah. you don't really hate the thing. And I hate Star Wars. And mm-hmm. anyone who wants to fight me, yeah, I'll fight you. And it's like you don't really hate Star Wars. You just like Sure. Uh, you like the the action, yeah. Getting a little thrill out of it, it's fine. But I, I developed a hatred of of that. Like I, I started to actively hate myself for doing that, you mm-hmm. know, and made steps to change that part of myself. But I did that with you, and, and like I say, I'm sure you. But like you say, you you had your rational rationalization of it, you know. And if I was less of a pleasant person in other ways, we would have just drifted apart. Yeah, you know. But because I had other winning, you know, qualities that you were you, so you overlooked. Those parts of me that, you know, were tiresome or, you know, whatever. And so, you know, and you're, you're probably glad to see those days gone. I think, yeah, but... I think I think it was like uh, you still cared about stuff. I think that's where I usually part ways with people is when they stop caring. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's just, ah, this is the way it is. And they stop caring. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I remember, again, a relationship that I was in that was a big relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was the point where... I just realized, oh, it can't go on any any longer because they didn't care about anything really. Wow, you know, and it was just this thing. Of like, and I wish I wish there was something I could do to help help this, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. And okay, I I'm not. This is not healthy for you, and I can't be part of this. And yeah. it was it was one of the hardest times of my life. Like going, I've got to somehow get a breakup out, of it. and it mm. was really 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 hard. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. And you know, I, I I still I still like the person. I wish them the best, you know, and in the in their life. But yeah, it was just this clear stopping mm-hmm. stopping mm-hmm. of caring. Sure, but I mean, I think in a situation like that, you know, the the problem that you see there is it's it's more overwhelming than any of the good qualities that maybe can you know what I mean? Like it sort of overwhelms whatever's whatever you really like about this person. Everything. Yeah, and it could have been yeah. it could have been depression. It could have been many other things. Mm-hmm. But it was something that I knew that I could not. I could not fight that battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, Fair and, enough. Tried, yeah. and tried to help for a couple of months, like mm-hmm. really did try. Yeah. But the things that you put into it would just get sucked up sure. into the darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you put out there would just get absorbed. Yeah. Because uh, it had its own, you know, dynamic to it, and it mm-hmm. was going to feed itself. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a real, yeah. a real drag. A lot of nights of going out for long walks, just thinking, how can I? Mm. Is there anything I can do? No. Is there anything like? Uh, and knowing you have to get out of it and know it's going to be like so much pain to get out of it. Yeah, yeah. So much pain. And yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it was just the right thing to do. Things I never had to face. Yeah. No, it's a different or, situation for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine. Oh, I can't imagine me going through that because I would just do be so terribly at it. <laughs> so, Well, yeah. no, I don't think anyone's good at it. No, no one's good at it. But I, I my personality just, you know, my non-conflict, you know, like I don't mind arguing with people, but that's different than than dealing with actual emotional issues, you know what I mean? Like arguing over whether The Rock is a dumb movie or not is mm. is different than dealing with... It's a great movie. I don't know what you're fucking talking it's about. It's a terrible film. It's a really wonderful Ineptly movie. made. And anyway, we're done. That was our friendship. <laughs> Time of death. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> yep. Welcome to The Rock.
Uh, I brought up earlier the uh, theory that he's uh, Sean Connery is actually James Bond in that movie, and mm. that it's a continuation. And Dave just lost his shit. <laughs> Pulled the car over to the side of the road, started punching a tree. It's very, uh, very out of line. My knuckles are still bleeding from that. that. Then that a guy incident. tried to mug us, and uh, Dave punched him with his splinter fist, and mm. it was like amazing. Yeah, it was just amazing. covered his face in splinters, and the guy ran off like a porcupine. <laughs> it was pretty great. He did, ran off exactly like a porcupine. He got on all fours, yep. and waddled away. Covered him, and then like uh, like all porcupines I've seen online, then started humping a tree. <laughs> they do, yep. They get their porcupine thrills, and the porcupine goes, "Am I dreaming?" And they're like, "No, you're not." Oh no, then this is completely inappropriate. <laughs> this is the best I can get. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Poor little porcupine. Well, you know what they say: po money, po prank. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna laugh at yours anymore because you wouldn't laugh at mine. No, it's absolutely fine. I, it's uh, not I, fair. I'm just a little quid quid quo pro. So I have to say, understood. Kay. Understood. Yeah, finding the right time to leave something, whether a relationship or something else, is one of the, oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. You just go like, can't there just be like a horrible storm and it just washes me away? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a thing? Or, you know, for all for all that it's uh, the first Captain America movie, okay? Here's the thing about the first Captain America movie. You know why him and Sharon Carter are the perfect relationship? Because he gets frozen in ice. Yeah. Beautiful. Can't get any better than that. Can't get better than that. Yeah. Hey, let's go out on a date. Let's do it. Frozen in ice. No harm, no foul. That's right. Perfect. You know what? Because otherwise, here's one of two things. Mm-hmm. They either got married, yep. and there would have been some problems. You would have seen some fights sure. and stuff and sure. you know, conflicts, Terrible. and it would have been not too bad. Or two, they got to break up. Oh, yeah. horrible. Terrible. Best case scenario, frozen in ice. <laughs> really was. Yeah. It really was the best wake case scenario. Up, wake up many years later. Yeah. She's she's old, frail. She's old. She's lived her life. Him. Yeah. yeah she's lived her life. She's... She's had her fun. She had a, a, a TV series that ran two seasons. She, good, yeah. she had some fun with that. Yeah, it was good. Good while it lasted. Wore a red hat. She did. Had some good times. Dated a it's guy. Very, very specific. The hat? Yes. <laughs> well, that was a big thing in the first episode was like, love the hat. Oh, okay. And also, I've played the Lego version of her uh, quite oh, often. Okay. She's got a lovely red hat. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, in fact, any time now that uh, Captain America is in a relationship and it's going badly, mm-hmm. he just yells out, "Hey, Iceman!" And like, <laughs> Iceman has to like shoot some ice at him and just freeze him up. And it's like, oh, "What are you gonna do? Frozen in ice?" That can't happen because uh, it'd have to be Samuel Jackson as both characters. Oh, you think in Frozone? Yeah, Frozone. Nice deep, uh, deep cut there. Not that deep. That is as deep a cut as Wolverine's claws. <laughs> I was just in Comic Con. Uh, I'm still on, I'm You're still still on, on that, that, thing. that natural high. I'm still on that natural high. By the way, I put up a video of um, some of the cosplayers. Mm, I saw there. that. I saw that. Boy, howdy. Wow. It's amazing. I mean, part of the impressiveness of it is that they're, they're really well staged for this for this little foot film. Thing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. The they know what they're doing. Shooting yeah. This, yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing. That's the other thing I really like about it. It's like these cosplayers put in so much work. Oh, yeah. So much work. They got to line up in those damn costumes, walk around. They you do? You don't believe how hot. Oh, they have hot, to line up. Oh, I see yeah, how it. hot it is. Yeah. How unbelievably hot it sure. is. So, and you know, they got the masquerade and there's mm-hmm. a contest, but then people are judging them and they're saying negatives. Fuck that. Yeah. What I love about this is the video makes them all look amazing. Yes, it sure does. So it's just yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And there's such a great community of them. So, so great. And the variety and the imagination behind them, you know, like just, and the little things they pick on, like, I just love the fact that so fast there's a guy in the Spider-Man hoodie uh, costume, you know, like, so, like, he made that so fast. 
Like, what the heck? Yeah. Or there's, uh, you know, a guy playing uh, Gary Cole's character from mm. Office Space. Yeah. And he's just leaning with his coffee mug yeah. against a wall. Just yeah. like, yeah, good for you. Good job. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Ah, we love it. That's a, yeah, it's a weird one because once we've been to, there's like a Hunter S. Thompson comes walking by. Oh, quite a few Hunter S. And Thompsons. you're like, wow, this is a popular... They probably don't read his books, but they like to dress like him. Yeah, and then there's a lot of cross-pollination where it's like a red skull that looks like Hunter S. Thompson because they both got the long cigarette. Mm, okay. And so it's like, oh, these two wow. things are alike. We're going to wow. jam and mash these costumes <laughs> together. One I especially like was there was a guy in a Doctor Strange outfit, and they did a little effect. So when he's doing the ring yeah, yeah, thing, right. it's yeah, like, yeah. ah, you know yeah. he loves this. Yeah, That's yeah. a dream come true. Good for, sure, good for sure. that. Yeah, they had, they had some effects and things to, to, to pump it up. To pump it up. Because, you know, for all... The 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 precedent with a lot of those costumes when you when you see them on the floor after they've been wearing them for a couple hours, you know, yeah, they kind of lost their luster. Yeah, and they're a little tired. They're a little tired. Yeah, the suit things are dragging, things are sagging, things are not quite working I'll fix anymore. Your little red wagon. The tape. T- <laughs> I didn't ask for you to rhyme for me. The tape needs a me needs some adjusting. You know, just little things of like that. You know, that's yeah. And then uh, this these guys come along. Boom. Get a nice, nice now what we Now what we got to hope is, uh, you know, in the future, someone will uh, cosplay as the characters we're doing in our comic. And go, you'll go, hey, I colored. I colored, I colored, I colored, I colored that. I'd yeah. be like, oh, you had a coloring book, hey? And no, it doesn't a coloring book. <laughs> Look in the book, gosh darn it. Actually, this is uh, probably the first week that we can actually uh, say what the heck that book is. Oh, are you allowed to talk about it now? We're allowed. Yeah, Publishers Weekly uh, mentioned it and mentioned oh. the idea behind it. So okay. we're fine. Okay, so you know how uh, Dave's really tired right now? Uh, this is because Dave has been doing <laughs> some enormous amount of coloring yes. of the Scholastic book that I wrote and Nina Matsumoto did the uh, art uh, from our friend of the show and uh my my colleague over at bongo comics so here's what the book is it's coming out from scholastics uh graphics line that's their comic book line kind of a manga uh sized book yes uh and that's coming out in february and uh, the name of it is sparks and what's the premise well if you just let me tell you i'll tell you uh so the idea (laughs) what's the idea of the book well if you just let me tell you i'll tell you okay and by the way what page are you up to coloring right now one fifty four. Okay, well, you really should know the premise of the book by now, then. <laughs> I was being the audience. I was being the standing in for the audience. Okay, you, he does it. He colors the book, by the way, with his eyes shut, so that he doesn't. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> well, it really does spoil the coloring, though. Well, listen. <laughs> so you're, you know, that's, that's your problem. So the uh, the idea behind I have to it think is, about myself when I do these things. It's two cats, and they want to be heroes, but no one takes cats uh, seriously as heroes. That's just doesn't make any sense. That's a dog's job. So what they do is the two of them dress up as a dog, and uh, they uh, save people uh, dressed as this in a mechanical dog suit. Yes. So that's and the dog's name is Sparks. Well, he's given that name. He is given that name, and that's what he's known as is Sparks, hence the title of the book. There's one cat that's the inventor of the suit, one cat is the pilot of the suit, one cat is agoraphobic, one cat is kind of... Uh, outgoing, outgoing and adventuresome. And, yeah. And, yeah, that's right. And there's some, uh, and they end up fighting an alien. An alien ends up uh, being part of this. Mm-hmm. I can spoil that for you, because it's on the back of the book. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, back of the book, right in the, right in the thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So I came up with that, and I've uh, been working on that for about three years now. And uh, it was quite a process. It I, was a long. Process. I got to I got to be uh, a fly on the wall during that process. Yep. And, uh, oh, man, it reminds me of the character, the human fly from Marvel Comics. Man, mm. I like that. Anyway, back to my book. Um, <laughs> and was very, very lucky to have Nina uh, be willing to draw it. And she's she's uh, amazing. And the art that she's done in this just blows me away. There's yes, some scenes that look, like, a, like just astounding. Yeah. Just beautifully well, done. Okay. 
here's the compliments coming. All right, here comes from the me. compliments. What I the coloring is great. That's no, yeah, the coloring is fantastic. No, what is great is how Nina can figure out how to stage certain sequences. Mm-hmm. Where if I was looking at the if I was looking at your descriptions on the page, I'd be just like, "What the hell? How am I supposed to put a dam bursting with people running away and blah blah?" You know, and yet she can stage it so well that you are. It's okay if I gave away like a small. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah, just the, the fact that she can, you know, stage these things so simply, like this, you know, and, and that's not an insult. I just mean that she can do them in a way that's not complicated and it's very clear and easy to understand what's happening. And yeah, over and over again, she does that, and I'm always just amazed at uh, how she can give like super great drama, but also it's very clear what's happening. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun coloring it actually because I uh, just it's a style I really like, so uh, it's um. Yeah, and we're having lots of fun with the coloring. Oh, good! It's I'm being glad like to hear super, that. super colorful. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's, it's not going to look like Batman v Superman when we're done. <laughs> younger kids can younger kids can read it, and that's and that's fine. But like almost everything that I do, I try to make it all ages, you know. So mm-hmm. hopefully, it's funny enough for uh, for adults. But uh, it's got some uh, uh, tugging at the heart in it. I, I hope too. And I think Nina's really played those scenes yep. very very well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, things things that I just suggest that she just takes just right over, <laughs> you know, the the goal line just yeah. uh, amazingly. I can think of sequences. Different. I don't want to bring them up because of uh, I just don't want to spoil the book. Yeah. But yeah, there's plenty of things that are. And the two lead characters are named after. My uh, my cats, which you've heard me talk about, uh, both of who have passed away in the last year, and it's Charlie and August, and they're both loosely based on my uh, my cats. Of course, uh, August was not an inventor of uh, mechanical oh, dog suits. Is that, is that right? No. Uh, but here was an inter- <laughs> but uh, but the one of the nice things is when I have been writing these things and reading uh, rereading the, the the stories, it does remind me of my cat, and so it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's a nice feeling. Sure. But one thing that was. Uh, was interesting uh, about the title Sparks. Yeah. Uh, because there was a. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're going to talk about this. I was hoping. Yeah, you the would. original title. Uh, the original title uh, was uh, "Crewing the Pooch." Yes. And uh, and and one of the uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> it's one of those titles that gets your attention. Sure does. And and my feeling on it was once I know they're in, I'll know they're interested when they tell me we can't use that title. Okay. There's no way we can use the title yeah, "Crewing for, the for Pooch" a, for a kids' book. So, uh, so they said uh, we can't use that title. I went, ah, good. We're in, now we're in. Uh, here we go. So, uh, so uh, the next title on it was um, Unleashed. Yes, that was a good title. And they really liked that title. Mm-hmm. They liked it so much they forgot that they named another book that that uh, was coming out right before mine. Okay, th- from them. And I was like, well, yeah, before ours. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Uh, back then it was mine because that was just okay. Me. Oh, this yeah, is it was okay. Just me. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so. It's like okay, so no dice on that. So then it was, and like, I wasn't including myself in that ours. I just no, meant you and Nina. So. Absolutely, no, and that's a fair that's a fair point to make. Then it was, uh, then we went with Sparks because it, it turned out that was the character name for mm-hmm. the for the dog. Yeah. I thought that's kind of a good name for a dog because you know it's uh, it's got kind of that because it's kind of a robotic dog suit. Sure. It's got Sparks that kind of works. Yeah. Blah yeah. blah blah blah. Then uh, I was talking to uh, my wife Pia Guerra, who is a incredibly talented uh, comic book artist in her mm-hmm. own damn rights. Yeah. And uh, she went to me, oh yeah, because uh, August was named Sparks, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Tell me, woman, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you're like, I'll tell you. Just wh- where did this come from? And I, I don't know. I'm talking to Dave, and I get mad. So <laughs> what did she, I do. So she mentioned to me that uh, that uh, August. 
which was she originally had August before we she got she got August a little after we started going out before we started living together. Okay. Her apartment burned. Uh, there was a big fire. Yeah. And it turned out there was some feral cats living in the building, and she owned by up, Will Ferrell. There you go. And she ended up adopting one of them. Yeah. And the firefighters called this one cat Sparks. Okay. And so that was August's original name was Sparks. So that was that was, August was AKA Sparks. And I had completely forgotten that when huh. I named the book. So it gave yeah. us a little extra. Aw, that's that's mm. just nice. That is nice. So so yeah. So this uh, this year went to the Scholastic party, and uh, it turns out a couple of friends of mine are doing books with Scholastic as well, and that was really really nice. And it just felt uh, it felt really good, it felt really nice, and I was really glad to be able to bring you on board uh, with the with the coloring, which I suggested to you during a time when you did not have a job, like That's you were right. in between jobs. <laughs> and I went like, Hey Dave, I know you're looking for some work. How would you like to color a book? Mm-hmm. And you went, Well, I've got all the time in the world. I couldn't be happy to do that. The worst thing would be if I was working too, too like a real, but if, I mean, like that's going to happen. Anyway, I agree to it. Gentlemen's agreement. Handshake. My word is my bond. I'm going to do it. Fantastic. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. I've just got to answer this phone now that we've had that handshake. Word is my bond thing. Hello? Well, yes, I will take that job. Yes. Okay. So now I have my, a full-time uh, job. A nine-hour-a-day job? Sure. I'll be right there. Wait, is this going to be a job where it's really easy and I don't have to do... Oh, like really a lot of heavy lifting? Lovely. Okay. But how about during breaks? Do I get to take breaks off? Oh, we're going to play spike ball? <laughs> Okay, sounds great. All right, so uh, that was a later edition, but yeah, that's sure, kind of, that's right, kind of a silly that's idea. That's too easy. You kind said. of a silly idea. So now you've been like doing your nine-hour-a-day job, mm-hmm. uh, coming home. Yes. Uh, your family goes, "Papa, can we talk to you?" <laughs> no, off to the backyard. Actually, you, you yeah. kick your chicken out of the way. That's right. <laughs> and go to hit the old coloring uh, coloring boards. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of. Uh, Two in the morning, three in the morning, going to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Up at six. I am sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm. I'm gonna be happy when it's over. But it's not like it has been unpleasant. It's been actually really been enjoying it. So, so it's not. You know, it's not and like it's I, a, I'm glad, a terrible chore. Or I'm anything. glad you got it right up in the credit page too. That's nice. Yeah, that was really nice of them. I it was yeah. unexpected when they sent it out. I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't bother responding right away. They're like, Dave, can you send us one? Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Huh. Think of something. I'll put all my non-credits down. That's right. So Dave uh, wrote, uh, my name's Dave Dedrick, and 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> a little controversial. Yeah. Vaccines are a hoax. Moon landing was fake. <laughs> well. Yeah. Make what, America great again, you Dave know what, Dedrick. You know what they say. <laughs> moon money, moon problem. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's a shout out going out to our listener, Louise Moon, out there. Thanks for uh, spending all the time listening to the episode up until this point, seeing if they're going to mention your name. We did it. Anyway, so that book's coming out in February. So, uh, uh, you know. If buy you, it. If, buy, you know what? Even if you don't have a young one. No, no, no. Buy it. Buy it, yeah. It's, buy two or three fun. of them. Give them out to friends and family. Right. You know, put, put them under your bed. Store them. Yes. Collect them. Also, by the way, uh, buy all of other uh, all of Nina's other stuff too. <laughs> yes. That's you know what? Right. She's got like these amazing shirts. I know. That she did. I know. They're gorgeous. I know. I want the cactus one. That looks really, really I great. The cactus one. I like the flower one that she did. Yeah. For, I think for Final Fantasy was that what it was for? Something like that. Yeah. She's uh pretty amazing. It was like cactus run. I try to pretend that I'm hip enough to know what these yeah, things know what are about. I don't Immediately go to the Google search. Uh, try to figure it out. Go. I sort of know what you mean. She... I thought I knew about video games before I met. Nina. Yeah. I don't know nothing. Turns out, yeah. I know nothing. Yeah. Right now, I've, like I told you, I've been trying to play Minecraft like a fucking idiot. Like a goddamn idiot. <laughs> so what do you idiot. think of Minecraft? What do I think of Minecraft? Yeah. It is the most, second most popular video game 
Right. Of all time, you said. After, uh, wait a second, let me let me just think what it was. Uh, Leisure Shoot Larry. I think Leisure Shoot Larry, <laughs> Larry is, is number one. Okay. Then it's... Uh, Earthworm then it's Jim. My, uh, Earthworm Jim. Actually, I... I, I the guy who do, who created Earthworm Jim is part of Scholastic. We shared oh. an elevator on the way down. Oh, nice! Uh, at the party. Nice. Um, uh, and then it goes. Uh, yeah, it goes. Uh, uh, Leisure Shoot Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I believe after that it's Marble Madness. Uh, after that it's uh, so it, obscure. Yeah, it's Altered Beast. Okay. Uh, then Ladybug. Uh, yeah. Then Minecraft. Okay. Then Tetris. Okay. Uh, then MS what? MS Paint, what? which isn't really a <laughs> video game. game at all. No, no. Then it's Minesweeper. Okay. Uh, then it's mine scraper. Okay. And then I believe it's a uh, 3D Frogger. Okay. Final one. AOL messaging. Okay. And as always, here's the problem with Frogger. Mm. Why can't that fucking frog swim? Why does falling in water kill the frog? <laughs> he's an amphibian. He's maybe he's a toad. Really? So they call it uh, Frogger they the don't Toad. Know. Yeah. His yeah. name is just Frogger the Toad. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. It doesn't mean he's a frog. Here's a here's my terrible sin as a video game player as a young Uh-oh. man. Uh-oh. I liked I liked Frogger. Okay. But I thought a better game yes. was a ripoff of Frogger. Okay. Called Preppy. Preppy? Yeah. So this is a young It's a preppy. He's a preppy. He's wearing an alligator shirt. Okay. He's going across a, a golf course and they've got lawnmowers uh, that are cutting oh, the grass okay. and you gotta avoid that and you gotta get, oh. I believe, to the country club at the yeah, other side. Yeah. So there'd be certain... it cost me fifty six bucks that game really yeah weird weird number but i remember because it was so much that that's pretty strange but there's been a certain satisfaction even when you lost though that he was getting ground up by i think when he got run over um you might have seen the alligator just like you know pop up okay maybe i'll try and find a video of that but Mm. anyway back to how do i find minecraft incredibly hard yeah. incredibly hard it looks difficult so to me. many so much to it yeah yeah i just like i just want to even navigating like the information on the screen it's oh. hard like what are you looking oh, at who's got the eyes for this <laughs> yeah. i had to get the chair and i like pulled it up to the tv and i'm playing it uh you know again we're looking after this cat the cat's looking at me like what's this about and i'm like i don't know man i'm trying i'm just trying to to get hep mm. i do not know the cat probably would have been right on it if he let him yeah let her let him 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 right? it's yeah. a him Right. Cats Sorry. can be men. I know. I have a. F- I, the problem is, is like if you have a male dog, mm-hmm. all dogs are male. If you have a female cat, all cats are female. It's just a weird human thing we do. Here's a problem I have with the film "All Dogs Go to Heaven." Okay. <laughs> There's a big scene where the I'm dog so glad goes, this came up finally. Where the dog goes to hell. There's a scene where the dog goes to hell. Well, that's a dream sequence, much like Charlie Chaplin. Oh, okay. Where he could be just having sex with another dog. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he's re- dreaming this. Well, but it's like thing. it's a big graphic hell scene. And it's but, like, yeah, well, yeah. then he's then all dogs don't go to heaven. But that's then. the thing, though. It's a, it's a dream sequence. Yeah. He is not aware of this. This obviously well, some sort of contractual obligation hmm. that all dogs, no matter what their behavior, which by the way, they're dogs, so we know they're going to be pretty cool. That's right. Pretty chill. All dogs go to heaven. He doesn't know that that's like a guaranteed bona fide. I think they probably mentioned in the, in the film that all, all dogs go to heaven, but they, ah, uh, mm. uh, yeah, it's Burt Reynolds. I believe it's Dom DeLuise. Mm. It's I believe there's an All Dogs Go to Heaven two as well in there somewhere. Mm. It's I'm a, not. I'm it's sorry, a, yeah. I don't know. You know what? Back before, Is I, that... it feels like this was before Little Mermaid. It feels like everything before Little Mermaid was you take what you can get and you're just glad that it's animated. Yeah. You know, what is it? Oliver and Company? Ugh. Okay, fine. Fine. Whatever. It is what it is. I like animation. I'll just watch this. And then he watched like uh, uh, Little Mermaid and just went, hooray. Well, I remember watching. Uh... But to be fair, nope. I, I was. I, I did have a romantic encounter almost immediately after Little Mermaid, so that always goes in my mind okay, as well. Okay, okay. With a red-headed fish. No. No. No, a brunette, um, brunette friend. 
uh, we went to Stanley Park and some stuff happened. But I always connect that with the Little Mermaid film. <laughs> the uh, the Great Mouse Detective when when that came out, we saw that we saw Not that together. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, felt like it was like kind of a return. Sure. And I remember like the hype at the time was like the first film to use uh, computer animation yeah. in it for the co- the cog sequence. Uh, we went them's good cogs. Yeah. I believe those cogs are cogs. I, I believe they're very cog-like, we both yeah. said. Yeah. We were cognizant of their cog-like. Okay. <laughs> shaking your head. It's okay. It's fine. I can do what I want. I don't need your judgment over there. It was one of the first mocap things. Here's the thing. And as they say, Whoa. mocap. Go on. Please. Mo problems. <laughs> oh. I can't believe... When we were younger and hung around a lot together, that I was so argumentative. It doesn't make any sense. Why was I that way? Fucking don't even fucking know. Anyway, what we're saying is little uh, Great Mouse Detective is pretty good. <laughs> well, it just felt like after like the, the drought of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, uh, like... Hey, let's go see a cartoon. What do you got? Fox and a hound. Mm. What's the deal? I'm a hound dog. Yeah. Uh, we should, we were best friends. Hey, now we're adults. I'm your enemy. Well, or just, are we? Yeah. Uh, who cares? I feel like just eat each other. It, it wasn't that they were badly animated. I just felt like everything at that time was underdeveloped. Like the, no one spent good enough the time storyboarding and and, and going to you know the, the t- trouble to like v- envision this film a- into something that was yeah. interesting. Well, and, you've seen all those mo- all those uh, videos online where they uh, duplicate, like they take the old Disney footage and they just redraw it and put that in a new movie. You know all that? No, like, no. Take something from like. Uh, Robin, what's that? Robin Hood and uh, Sword. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. No, no, but like Robin Hood. Sword in the like, Stone. Yeah, there's like, oh yeah, there's things like uh, Robin Hood where like the bear is dancing around, right? And it's just fucking Baloo. Yeah, yeah, from, that's uh, right. Yeah, it's like they just that's copied. Right. Yeah, it. They just went. Like, they're just wearing a hat. That's right. You have you have like Snow White oh, uh, dancing in that, another. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. oh, you just uh, copied it over again because who would know? <clears throat> Yeah. Who, would care? Who would care? We care. Do it. Do it. Now we care. Do it live. Now we care. Now do that, it live. Now the kids have videotapes and can watch them 400 times and notice these things. They can freeze Lion King and see the word sex in the leaves and go, ah, oh, sex. Sexy. Little subliminal advertising. They can freeze advertising. It and see uh, Betty Boop's uh, boobs. You know, big sex pays a lot of money for that subliminal advertising in movies. Yeah, because they really had to sell it. Yeah. Before that, kids people were, didn't want to have it at all. Not, teenagers were not oh. interested in sex. Did your parents like, have sex? I don't think so. That's right. And so you had to, like, you know, all the motion picture people, listen, uh, sex is giving us a lot of money to stick sex in the movies because <laughs> we need people interested in sex. That's right. Big sex. That's right. You know what they're doing in their uh, dream sequences now? They're mm. dancing with little buns on uh, forks. <laughs> need to get it sexy. Forget about that. There's nothing sexy about buns on a fork. Who we got? Phoebe Cates. Put her in a bikini, have her get out of the pool, uh, show her business. Oh, to who? Uh, Judd Apatow. Okay. Well, really? you lost me at Judd Apatow. Really? Is that who sees that sequence? Isn't it? Isn't that Judd Apatow? No, it was Judge Reinhold. Oh, Judge Reinhold. Sorry. Judd Apatow. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Guys, it's incredibly hot. It's incredibly hot. Is it? Again, I still, I okay. still appreciate Judge Reinhold. Because, because, Judge, because of his um, appearance on Wonder Woman. Because of last year yeah. when I was going to Florida okay. and and uh, he got lippy with TSA and TSA went, hey, you're not coming in then. You're not getting on the flight. And they cut him off and went, go home. Went, ah, fine. And he got, ar- I think he got arrested actually. So, uh, so because really? he got, yeah, here's the thing. So because he got arrested yeah. at this con that he was going to, that yes. I was also going sure, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone who was like second on the list got his room okay now so because that room opened up yeah and we showed up early guess who gets that person's room the me pers- and pia oh 
nice thought it was going to be the person after you. No, no, no. Very no, you nice guys room. Oh. Very nice room. Nice. So, so she got an upgrade. We got an upgrade. And all everyone gets an upgrade. Everyone gets an Wasn't upgrade. Wasn't like a complete. Except for Judge Reinhold. Yeah. Who uh, gets uh, either arrested or sent home. Mm, he got a downgrade. And then we were like looking online. There was a big uh, thing about that. A big hubbubaloo on your variety and whatnot. And wow. Like, Good wow. for him. And also standing up to TSA, good for him as well. Yeah. Oh, this was something that sure happened. worked out for him. Here was something that uh, that oh, he's a fine actor. He's fine. He'll be fine. Uh, here's something that happened. Uh, we 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 ended up coming home on a Monday, but if you came home from the con on a Sunday on United, yeah. Did you hear what happened? No. Well, let me tell you, Dave. Before we wrap this up, are we going to wrap it up? Pretty soon. Okay. It's uh, let's just take a look. See, at the time, it is about an hour and a half of our second episode <laughs> for the day. Damn right, we're wrapping it up. Okay. So United had a thing that was out, and it said, uh, the TSA has said, you cannot travel with books in your uh, stowed luggage. Why? Yeah, right? So you had to, like, take all your books out. So all these people are like, well, what am I going to do with all these books? Because they're all coming from Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a goddamn nightmare. It was hours of a nightmare. Okay, so. But why? Not, what was your reason? Let me finish. I'll tell you the story. It's got a point to it. Okay. So, 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 uh, there's a big sign at the at the airport when you're there yeah. saying TSA requires this, but only United saying this. And okay. United uh, goes on their Twitter uh, thing and is uh, saying, just a heads up, uh, you know, the TSA says you've got to take out your books from your check luggage. We cannot travel with books in your check luggage. Well, immediate response from TSA going, no, we don't. <laughs> That's not a thing at all, they say, kind of snarkily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it turns out... Well, they're pretty snarky. Here's the thing. Someone hoaxed uh, United. So oh. for quite a few hours, yeah, yeah. all these people with heavy books yeah. had to take them out, and then they try to cam- they, they don't have room on the carry-on. Yeah. They're screwed. It was a nightmare. Uh-huh. Luckily, we came the next day, so we didn't... Uh, oh, you're lucky. Day. You're lucky. Oh. Oh, it was a it was a foo for all, I'll tell you. Foo for all, indeed. My one of my most terrifying times flying. This this brings up uh, Lisa and I had gone to England, mm-hmm. and I spent some time buying books. Mm-hmm. We went to Hay on Wye, the world. It's a famous it's touristy sort of a destination. I have been there. It's very nice. Yeah, it's like the sort of the world's biggest bookstore. Yeah, if you it. want some moldy books, that is the place that to go. That is the place they to have go. Been rained on good. That's true. Some of them. Some of them. There's also yeah, bookstores yeah, yeah, yeah. and things. You know, it's. A, I think it's kind of. It, the, we went a second time when we went with the girls. It had come down in the world a little bit. It wasn't quite as book story right. as it once was. You can also trade your daughters for books there. You know, I did Very that. Old I tried to do that, and they didn't. They didn't let me. But uh, I did my best. But I, we had a lot of books and records in our luggage, like a lot, like so much. And we get to the airport, and they were actually weighing the luggage and like charging people for over, over like excess luggage. Like we had this bag. It started off. Like maybe a two foot high bag, mm-hmm. but it was one of those ones that are zippered and you can kind of sure, let it keep expanded. expanding it till it was four feet tall. Right. Like it was just this giant mass. It was so heavy, all the books right. and stuff in it. So then I was just like, oh man, this is going to be terrible. Like we're going to have to like throw stuff out of our bag or, and as we got closer and closer, but there's a huge lineup. So as we got closer, this guy comes and he's just like, we got to go. Just doesn't worry. This doesn't matter. Just keep him through. And, and then of course our bag goes on. And the lady looks at the guy like this. He's like, doesn't matter. Just go. Just go. <laughs> So yeah, I just went on just this giant heavy mass. Whew, phew, and the, and the flight press. never was able to take off. No, it wasn't. It was like it was like that scene. It was like the the the, fi- the finishing scene of that amazing stories where the plane had to grow feet to land. <laughs> That's what happened to us when we came. By the in. way, spoilers for amazing stories there. Uh, if they haven't seen it yet, they'll never see it. So I don't care. Uh, it was on Netflix for a while. All right, folks. Oh. Uh, Sorry. What we're saying Sorry is, uh, you know, uh, uh, careful when you travel. <laughs> and don't believe what the airline tells you because yes. they might have been hoaxed. It really That's makes true. you feel good knowing that the airline could get hoaxed that easily yeah. by something yeah. that dumb. 
Right? Good for you, yes. United. Yes. Way to go, United. Oh, boy. So, uh, they've, they've done worse. They have done worse. And I think they, they were actually very nice to us. And I think it's because they got the reputation for doing worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, uh, so folks, look. Uh, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but if you uh, want to come and see Dave and me live, well, here's what you do. Uh, look up Dave's address. He's put it online. Just go see him at the house. Or if you don't want to <laughs> well, be a creep. Stop on by. Yeah, say hi to the chicken. Um, if, if you don't want to be a creep, uh, you could also come to our 300th episode. Where is it happening? It's happening in Vancouver. Where specifically? It's happening at Main and Broadway. Could that be easier to remember? Main and Broadway? That's the two most generic streets. It sounds like we're making it up, but we're That's not. Kind of like that. If you go like Main and Broadway, uh, very close to there, it's the Eighth Dimension uh, comic book store. We have not got the actual day locked in yet, or the time locked in, <laughs> but there's going to be limited seats. We're going to have special guests, uh, so uh, hopefully we can see you there. We'll tell you more as things progress. Uh, we're still having a thing where if you tell us a story, Dave will give you a soundtrack to that story. Here's how that works. You uh, record about two minutes of a story uh, from your life. What will it be? Well, it could be an origin story about something in your life. It could be something about the one who got away. It could be how you first uh, you know, encountered a Sneaky Dragon. Marcus, you've said you've got a story. You've said you recorded it many times, and you've just erased it. Stop erasing quit, yeah, it. Yeah, quit doing that. Send yeah, it to send us. Send it in. Send and, it in. And uh, Dave will. The enemy of... of uh, my enemy the... is my enemy. <laughs> no, I was going to say the enemy of completion is perfection. Absolutely. That's uh, enough of that dirty talk. Um, <laughs> so uh, just uh, send it to us. Here's how you can do it. You can either uh, put it as an MP3 and send it to our email, which is uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can also send us a letter there if you want. Or you can go to our Skype, which is Sneaky Dragon on Skype. That's our handle. It'll have our logo up there, and you can just uh, drop it for us there, and we'll, uh, we'll say hey uh, to you there. Uh, Dave is looking at something on his phone right now, uh, a little bit He's worried. He's strangle it. He's trying to strangle his phone. Here's the other ways you can get in touch with us. Go to our website, sneakydragon.com, and if we have a message board there. Why not? You know, come on. Just give us a little, uh, hey, how you doing? Let us know how you feel. And uh, we'll respond, probably. We also got some funny videos on there, some more information about the show, uh, re regrets Dave had about the show, complaints about me. Uh, go there and check that out. Or go to what I usually control, which is the Facebook page, Sneaky Dragon on Facebook, see my complaints about Dave and funnier videos that I've put up. Eh, they're also good. Uh, we also are on uh, Twitter at, uh, at uh, Sneaky underscore Dragon, or we got a Tumblr page, SneakyDragon.tumblr. There, those are all the things that I think you need to know about sure right i was looking uh, at the address of the of the store oh what is the address of the store it's uh, 2418 main street vancouver bc 2418 main street yeah if you want to uh suss out the joint first mm -hmm. want to go there and buy some comic books yeah it's, it's a good, good store, store. For has, comic a good, books. has a good selection nice selection of your mainstream got your alternative you got some nice action figures got a little table there for the kids S sit them down they can read a book maybe in a couple of months they're gonna be reading sparks there that's what they might be doing hopefully they will yeah. by the way if you're <laughs> uh if you got a chance to order that book like at a scholastic uh, book fair or something like that yeah uh yeah get get a lot get a bunch <laughs> you can't have too many that's what i say yeah you sparks, never know when you might need sparks. a backup you never know when you might need a backup right you might be reading one you lose it you, need, you have one right at right at hand how do you remember sparks uh, it sounds like something a dog could say sparks sparks <laughs> see so it works so works so well. It works I can't so believe... well on so many levels. Yeah, so many. Do you know levels. what I regret though, Dave? What do you regret? What I regret is that uh, if if a dog mm -hmm. were to pick up this book, yeah, it couldn't see your beautiful colors. That is true. That is true. He wouldn't be able to appreciate it. It's one of the tragedies of being a colorist is that dogs can't appreciate it. 
or any other kind are they you know what else can appreciate it me i can't appreciate my own colors it's, a, it's an illness but dave i see your true colors shining through <laughs> true colors i don't even know that how does the song go you sing it <laughs> no no i'm not gonna sing it i'm gonna block your offer all right thanks for listening folks and uh next time you see dave in person ask him to sing cr- true colors all right take care bye bye everyone <laughs>